In this episode, Josh and myself will talk about a promise God gave us. We'll discuss the year of hell we had to walk through before our greatest blessing came about. So join us around the table for the one where we experience God's promise. Welcome to Coffee and Convos. I am your host, Josh. And as always, joined by my beautiful, lovely co-host, my <laughs> wife, Becca. What up? Becca, how are you tonight? Good. We are recording this currently while our son is taking a nap. So it's, And cooking dinner. Yeah, and we're cooking Let's dinner. Let's go. So it's a race against the clock. So join us. Hopefully that we'll, uh, we'll make it through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we hope that you are doing well. Uh, you know, COVID-19 is still going on. And so we pray that you are feeling well. Your family are, are doing well. And uh, we wanted to just uh, bring a couple kind of cool announcements before we dive into tonight's topic. But before we do that... As always, if you are not already a subscriber, uh, make sure you subscribe, you follow um, our podcast, uh, make sure you leave us a rating. Thank you for everyone who's leaving ratings for us and comments. I think like each of the last three episodes is literally 400, 500 downloads, Mm -hmm. which is blowing our minds. I don't even know how God's getting the message out there and uh, he's definitely getting this podcast up in ratings, which is huge. Um, that just basically gives uh, more people the opportunity to hear um, these different podcasts, which is really cool. And so thank you so much uh, for those who do subscribe and listen to this channel. Listen, um, we, we love that. We love you guys so much. And uh, so some awesome news. Um, our friends at Symmetry Coffee, mm-hmm. who, by the way, have the best coffee, in my opinion, in Central Florida. You need to go check them out. Amazing roaster. Uh, Ted down there, he has started a podcast. Ooh-ooh. And <laughs> I am so excited for this. You know, he was he said he was really inspired by our podcast and, and just our style. And he's had so many um, of his guests that come into the shop ask, you know, could he do a podcast dedicated on coffee and roasting and, and that kind of thing. And so um, this week he launched his first mm-hmm. podcast. So it That's is so called cool. Coffee Shop Buzz, brought to you by Symmetry Coffee and Crepes. Um, and it is available on all the platforms. So please make sure you go follow them, leave them a rating, a comment, make sure um, you, you go listen to them, especially if you love coffee. I know he's going to talk about other topics. He's going to have guests on there. Um, we're even going to be on his show at one point. So um, I'm excited for that. Uh, but Ted's such a great guy, man. And he loves the city and just loves coffee and, and Jesus. And so definitely go check out that podcast if um, if you want a good listen. Um, other news in our life is, uh, you know, we are still plugging away at Peloton, which is mm-hmm. really, really cool. Gaining some some new records. In fact, um, tonight or tomorrow, I haven't decided yet. I'm going to start a new journey in power zone training on there um, to start getting my um, my numbers a little bit higher. And so I'm excited for that. Um, Peloton community and family is really really cool. They've been so supportive during this whole COVID nineteen. I've even seen, uh, which is really neat. Coaches are actually doing classes from their houses, mm-hmm. um, cool. which is really cool. So. Uh, that's neat. 
And uh, yeah, we're, we're getting through this thing. Ministry's going great. Uh, life is good. Jude is standing up. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, he is standing up. And then he's got this new thing he just started, which is just like, oh, I don't, I don't know why he's doing this. But he'll stand up in his crib <laughs> and he'll just scream. <laughs> like, I don't even know what he's screaming at. And then he hasn't figured really how to, like, get himself down. Mm-hmm. So he's just stuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if he standing. starts standing, he'll stand for, like, 40 minutes. It's pretty funny, though. Oh. He's, he's awesome, though. Yeah. You just got to figure out how to sit down, and I think he'll do better. <laughs> he is just growing up. It's hard to believe, like, we are literally a month away. Pretty much. A month yeah. and a half. Yeah. From... His first birthday. Just crazy. Uh, which prayers, fingers crossed, we're going to have a Disney trip in there. And I've heard rumors Disney is planning to open in May. So hopefully that's the Let's case see. and we'll get to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so tonight, Becca, tell us what we are going to talk on. I know it's a topic that is super close to home. Yeah. So, um, you know, as you heard before, we're going to talk about the one where we experienced God's promise. And for us, that was Jude. Um, so it's going to be tonight, this episode is just going to be dedicated to our little guy um, and kind of the journey that we had to walk through to get him, um, which I think is really cool. And hopefully it encourages, um, I you know, I think sometimes struggling to have a baby is so much more common than people talk about. And so I'm grateful that we're in this season where we've reaped that reward um, and can talk about it um, and just give, um, I think, just give encouragement to those who are walking through it currently, who are thinking about walking through it um, or just struggling um, to know that there, you know, there's a brighter side at the end. And so, um, yeah, so we're really excited to talk about our little guy. I feel like we're dedicating like a song, you know, what I mean? like, you know how like rappers <laughs> yeah. dedicate, you know, that Tupac song where he talks about his mama. Yeah. She's going to go back and listen to this maybe one like, day. Like, here we go. <laughs> so, um, so it all started back. Well, so Josh and I, we got married in 2017. Woohoo. Woo-hoo. So next week is actually our anniversary. Supposed Three to be on years. a cruise, but we were, no, we're going to be at home. Being a cruise, that's a bummer. Thanks, but. COVID nineteen. <laughs> but we'll still make a really nice night of it. Um, and you know, when we had first got married, Josh was like, "I don't have kids till like five years or whatever," which I respected and was fine with. And um, but I would always kind of bug him when we would see like cute little kids, be like, "Oh my gosh, aren't they so cute?" Blah blah blah. <laughs> we should have one, and um, not really being super serious and. Um, and then we got a dog. <laughs> so we had a season where we had a dog, Ooh. which was not not our smartest thought through Listen, season. Listen, our dog, Ben, which I feel like that's a whole nother podcast in itself. Oh ben gosh. was just, yeah. But what was crazy about that is it really, for me anyway, I don't know about Becca, but um, it really taught me how to be a dad. There are so many mm-hmm. things Ben did as a little puppy that I feel like. Now I've experienced with Jude clearly different, right? For babies are different than real babies. Um, But I like, there's so many things he would do and I would just get very angry. I mean, to the point of just like absurd anger for no reason. A lot of times I was just angry at him um, because I didn't understand why he wouldn't do what I wanted him to do. And, um, and so that taught me so many lessons about, um, having a kid. And honestly, I never told Becca this, but that season of having that dog, and it wasn't a long one. I think we had him, what, eight months? Eight months. Um, really gave me a heart to have a baby. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, yeah. So we had the dog and we had to get rid of the dog, unfortunately, because, you know, the dog was a lab. We live in like a villa. There was nowhere for him to get his energy out. He shed like crazy. Yeah. Gave us allergies. Yeah. So I had horrible allergies. I couldn't like function at home. And so we had, we gave him to a really wonderful family who had a lab. Same age as a little sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's just a tiny bit older. Yeah. But right around that. And so um, a yard to play in. So it, it made sense for Ben and us to part ways. And so, but it was funny because something did switch in Josh. And, you know, sort of after we had taken that step, he was like, I really think that, you know, maybe we should start trying to have a family. <laughs> and I like remember like panicking a little bit because I was like, oh my God, <laughs> like for real? Because I was expecting to have more time. And um, so it was super funny kind of how we both kind of switched. And, um, and I was like, okay, yeah, let's let's do this thing. Let's have a family. And um, and so I was on I was on a birth control during that mm-hmm. season because um, I had got on it when we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was just not making me feel very good and I was like gaining a lot of weight and I couldn't lose it and I was more moody and um just was there was just a lot you know going on with it so you know we had decided to come off of it to start a family and um yeah and then that that season kind of took off and um you know we knew I think we knew that there was there is possibility for there to be like a struggle to get, you know, pregnant. Um, I don't think we knew it to the point that we had. Um, and I'll just put this out here. I know that like when we talk about this, they're like, yeah, you went through this for a year, like big whoop. Yeah. It felt like an eternity. Yeah. And so I don't say that to like disregard anyone who's still like fighting that battle or struggling with it. Like it's all very real. And so hopefully there's just a level of respect and honor of the fact that, yes, it may have been a year. Yes, in a blink of an eye, a year can go by. But this felt like the longest season of our life. And this was such a painful season at the yeah. same time. So. Kudos to you who are still walking through this, who are still trusting God, even if it's been several years or how whatever it may look like for your situation. Um, I just want to encourage you that if God's promised something to you, it will come to pass on his timing. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's so good. if you want to share. Your dream. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's so good. And I, and I just want to say, like, you know, infertility can be one of those things in a marriage that can really cause a lot of um deep pain mm-hmm. it can cause a lot of friction and i know you know there's families and and people even we know who have struggled for years and some of them still are struggling mm-hmm. and for those just know that our heart goes out to you and we pray for you and we think about you because this this little glimpse that we had yeah and like becca said it felt like an eternity so i can't even imagine yeah. years and years and i know there's ladies who do and so uh, but yeah, I had a dream, and um, right before we kind of entered into what we call um, our year of hell, I was actually coming out of a year of hell. Yeah. Um, of having severe anxiety, we talked about that, and just my struggle there. God delivered me, and around October of 2017, the Lord gave me a dream, and in the dream, I am immediately taken to me and Becca are together. She's pregnant. And um, 
it's like the dream is kind of very fast paced. We go into the uh, operating room where, you know, they deliver babies, the delivery room. And so uh, we're in there and the doctor, um, I see the doctor, I see her sister, Kim, myself mm-hmm. and Becca, and she gives birth um, to this baby and we get the baby. We come out of that um, area and all of a sudden Jude is seven years old. And the reason we chose his name is in that part where he's seven, I'm on this giant grass field, Becca, our family, friends are kind of on the sideline and I'm out there with our son uh, who had long hair, really cute kid, kind of short, um, and we're playing football with students from our student ministry. And all of a sudden I go to like throw him a a pass and I notice on the back of his shirt, it said Jude. Hmm. And so I come out of this, you know, encounter and, you know. I'm telling you, this was probably the happiest I think I've ever seen him. Like he just was like ecstatic. Because also like Josh doesn't dream a lot. Ever. So like for him to have such an incredibly like vivid real life dream. Yeah. We knew it was like an encounter. Yeah. And I just like, I didn't feel you know, you have some dreams sometimes and you're like, oh, did I eat a bowl of ice cream the night before? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, did it did stress cause this dream? And this dream was so happy, so peaceful. And so we looked up the name Jude, and I love this name, right? You think of instantly, you think of the Beatles, and everyone always, mm-hmm. like, sings to, him. sings to him, hey, Jude. And we've seen them in that song, too. But the name Jude is really powerful because it means sound of praise. Mm-hmm. And during that year of hell prior of... Um, of or or during this year, where we're trying to have a baby and we just keep getting negative test mm-hmm. after negative test, mm-hmm. and it turned into literally when when we found out we were having Jude, a sound of praise erupted in our house Absolutely. of tears of thank you Jesus that you are provider that you are uh, holding us and I think like I don't think the Lord caused that year, but that scripture where it says, you know, he turns anything the enemy tries to use mm-hmm. against us for his good. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he did with this year. And mm-hmm. I think the Lord used it as a refining time in our life because another kind of wild part of this story is um, we were very much avid Harry Potter fans. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, watched the movies. We had the wands. We had memorabilia, all, of all kinds of just random Harry Potter you know, we had Harry Potter parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we just like we looked at it as you know we're we're believers, so we have authority over this stuff. So it never really bothered us. But what's funny is like in our home, Becca. At least I I never felt this way. Um, but Becca would see dark figures in our mm-hmm. home, and then we would have owls. Um, if you know anything about Harry Potter, there's owls in you know the movie in the books that would come to our back patio and they would talk in this weird language. I know this is kind of crazy. I swear it's true. It is a hundred percent true. And it It almost sounded like whispers. Like it wasn't like a normal, like who, like it was very freaky, like really and truly like there'd be times we wake up and be like, Oh my God, what the heck's going on? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, a lady in our church has this dream. And in the dream, I'm going to shorten it um, for the sake of the podcast. But basically, um, she sees Jude in the dream. And what's crazy is she says that Jude looked looks exactly like he did in the dream today when she Mm -hmm. sees Jude for real. And um, she takes Jude up on this high mountain. And in the middle of like this kind of ocean, 
beachy kind of scene. There's a giant banquet table. There's a party set, and in walks me and Becca, and we're we're wearing all black, and we're holding hands. And next to us is Becca's sister Kim, who has a baby carriage um, with Jude in it. And so we're like, okay, why aren't we holding the baby? So, um, you know, this this friend brings Jude off the mountain and puts him puts him in the baby carriage, and we eating like lots of green, healthy, yeah. like very like vibrant colors. And she could feel like the mountaintop represented like the Holy Spirit. It mm-hmm. was like a time of nurturing because mm-hmm. when she came off the mountain with Jude, he was more mature. He mm-hmm. looked like a little young man. Mm-hmm. So we get back to the house and. Um, we ask our friend, or I ask the friend in the dream, I say, you know, what do we do now? And she's like, you bathe them. <laughs> Take care of them, <laughs> And we're yeah. like, oh. I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. So she, like, told us what to buy, this bathtub, and we're, like, washing Jude together in our house, and as she's leaving, this black cat jumps on her and starts scratching her. Mm-hmm. And then she wakes up. Well, interpretation of the dream, a bunch of really close kind of friends, prophetic people interpreted it. Basically said, you know, there's some kind of a cult practice or something that's going on that's causing this. And basically, like, the Lord's giving you a warning to get rid of whatever that is in your life. And if you don't, Jude has such an anointing and such a calling on his life that the Lord would send spiritual parents Mm -hmm. to spiritually mother and father him. And yeah, we would be his biological parents but we wouldn't be his spiritual um, caretakers. Mm -hmm. And me and Becca got off the call with our friend who gave us that interpretation. And we just... Well, first of all, as she was talking, we both knew exactly what she was talking about. We had known that it was Harry Potter. Yeah. And it was like the craziest... That week, I I was driving to the church, and the Lord was convicting me, which he'd never done up to this point. Yeah. And he was like, you need to get rid of it. And I was like, "Ah, come on. I know, and he has spent so much it. stupid money on that junk. And so, you know, and and we knew as soon as we got off the call, we had said the Harry Potter, and it was like, that was the that was the changing moment. Like, that warning of Josh and I not being able to spiritually lead our child, that was it. It didn't yeah. matter what it took. It no. was going in the garbage. We got a black trash bag. I threw everything in it that night, and we... Threw it right into the dumpster. Yeah. And we re-anointed our home and we Cast cried and begged yes. the Lord to just Forgive like us. clean house. <laughs> and, you know, it was crazy. We felt like we felt the spiritual warfare that night in the house and like things leaving our home that we, weren't meant to be we there. We had like, not had an owl come back, I think, until you know, recently. Yeah. We had one. And we, commanded and we knew it, it was leave. spiritual warfare. Yeah. yeah. And that was because we had had someone who was struggling in their marriage come over and um, instead of a, we just forgot and like didn't pray over the home after they left. And yeah. so, you know, I think that stuff sometimes takes root. Um, but after that, we commanded that junk out. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't having it. So we, we had all that. We um, fast forward a little bit. I know we're kind of skipping around a little bit here, but um, we end up getting pregnant. Yeah. Which I remember... Uh, I told you, go on, take the test. Well, I had had, so, but leading up, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in a podcast, so sorry if I'm repeating myself, but leading up, I had had dreams every night before we tested. And prior to this, I had thrown away all of our pregnancy and home tests um, because we had really felt like that was the enemy, like getting into our home and just being negative. Yeah, because like I just couldn't read another negative test anymore. Like it was, like I had moments of just like, being so angry and so like just broken hearted with God and couldn't understand. And so we'd gotten rid of that. 
obviously I was late. I was late. I was late. Like weeks late. <laughs> oh, you would have like, like all I the had, symptoms. I have all the symptoms. Oh. I mean, I would be like 30 days late. And then all of a sudden, you know, it would, it would start, you know, my womanly stuff. And so I would oh. know that I wasn't pregnant. But with this time, like there were a few different symptoms that were different. And so I had talked to my friend who suggested we throw this stuff away. And I said, listen, I feel like this time is different. Yeah. Like I really have a piece if we take a test. And yeah. I like, and I know I will be okay. Yeah. That if, if it's negative, it'll be okay. Yeah. Because we had just decided to switch our entire mentality. And we're like, you know what? Yeah. We're not going to worry about it. We're nope. not going to stress about it. We're just going to do us. Yep. We're going to take care of ourselves, be healthy. And like we had a really great like month stretch. And, and we ended up, um, we really, because we were wearing these wristbands from the church yeah. that basically represent like what we were praying for. Mm-hmm. And literally, we contended nightly. I, w- I remember every I would night. pray over Becca's womb every single night. Yeah. We'd lay hands on it and I'd pray over it. But one of the things that we did that activated, I believe, our faith is we went to Target mm-hmm. and we purchased mm-hmm. a little boy outfit and a, a little, little girl, girl outfit. And then I told Becca... You know, I want to get this room going. Mm-hmm. Our we had our guest room at the time where you know we had been. It was just filled with stuff from when we had moved in. It was kind of useless. And I was room. super like, I'll be honest, like I totally wanted to pray with expectancy, but I was hesitant because I was like, I can't walk past the nursery and like, like keep getting negatives. Yeah. And so, like, even though I wanted it. It was super painful. And so thankfully Josh was super comforting in that season and like understood where I was coming from. And so, um, yeah. So then, um, I had dreams leading up, like I said, and I was like, man, this is so crazy. Like, Lord, please God, if I'm not pregnant, stop giving me these dreams. Like they're killing me (laughs) inside. And I had had a dream that, um, we were, I don't know where we were, but there was a sheet of paper and basically it said positive on it. But, but Josh was the one who read the positive and he showed me and I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. So we decided to test and Josh was like, get out. I'm going to, I want to look at the test. And so he had sent me out and I'm like panicking because he's taking forever and all this stuff. And I know that we kind of shared this already. So he comes out, we're positive, And it just was like the most we're, surreal. I, I was still in awestruck and Becca was like, you're kidding. Like, yeah, are you serious? I like, couldn't even like believe him. And then it was like instant tears. I was like sobbing. <laughs> and so, um, but it was so cool because literally, what was it? Oh my gosh. I think it was like a week before. No, it, it might've been a few weeks after this. Yeah. We, I was in Canada and I was speaking at a women's conference yep. and then Josh, that same exact weekend was speaking here, um, in Ocala and we were just sharing our life and our testimony and this yeah. just year of hell that we were walking through. Yeah. And then little did we know that I had probably right around that time I just conceived. Yeah. And so just like walking in that and encouraging people through it. And just knowing that God was good and that his promises were always faithful and yeah. like he's always, you know, tried and true. And so, um, yeah, it was just unbelievable. Yeah. And then, you know, for the most part, my pregnancy was awesome. Um, like health wise. I mean, I was sick as a dog for so many months. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, and then it was, it was a little bit rough towards the end, but, um, just Jude was amazing the whole time. Like he just was so healthy and it was so unbelievable. um, Yeah. And that, that, you know, there's so many cool lessons. I think we learned during that time of pregnancy of um, going to the doctor and just Mm -hmm. like 
believing, even in that season, because we know, you know, we've unfortunately heard stories of people losing, yeah. you know, their babies. And we so had we, someone um, just with, you know, the dream, we had someone interpret the dream, you know, wrong. And they yeah. had felt that we had, um, Lost that we were going to lose the baby. Yeah. And we Josh and I remember, um, because I was pregnant during this time, actually, when that happened. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I remember just so much fear and anxiety, um, you know, arose in both of us. And we had to be, you know, we had to declare that that wasn't true. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just, you know, and, and the enemy does that. He takes people that you trust and love the most sometimes and uses them yeah. and to strike up fear wherever he can. And so we, thankfully, we were able to recognize that and kind of disregard it yeah. um, and just trust that you know, God gave us this promise. Well, and it's like this was, you know, throughout this entire pregnancy, the Lord was showing us how he wanted us to have faith because even leading up to the days before we had Jude, um, you know, we number one didn't have him on the due date. Um, yeah, two you know, weeks early. The the doctors like, hey, your levels don't look right. We need to get you in today. Mm-hmm. And I remember it was a whirlwind. I'm at work and I get the <laughs> phone call and I'm like, um, I, I look at my boss. I'm like, hey, I have to go because Becca needs to go to the hospital. We're having a baby, <laughs> and we hadn't even packed our go bags. Like, well, no, we so we had actually we had just packed it like two days before. Oh yeah, well, maybe did. you had it. I, I had, had it. Yeah, I packed my bag just two days before. Yeah, because we had kind of always had a feeling that Jib might make an early appearance, but we didn't really know how or why. Yeah, we just kind of felt that way. And, um, and Josh had just literally just finished the nursery days before that um, because I just couldn't, like, between working and all sorts of stuff, I was so tired I couldn't function. So Josh was amazing and put yeah. together our nursery for me. And um, and so I had the night before, I started to feel what I thought was contractions. You know, yeah. it's funny because people ask if you have contractions, but if you've never been pregnant, you're like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know what that is. And so I had sort of felt like something that just kind of felt different. And I was like, hmm, you know, and I had been, I was at the hospital like the day or two before because they they wanted to run all these tests on me. And um, yeah, and then that that day um, I had called in and I said, hey, can I, I'm really not feeling super great. Like I'm really sore and like all this different stuff. Can I possibly work from home? And so like, yeah, sure. And I'm just like, I just have an odd feeling that I don't know if it'll be today or tomorrow or whatever it is, but I feel like our little guy is going to try and make an appearance. And sure enough, an hour later, I get a call from the doctor saying they got the results back. They're not thrilled with them. Um, and so they wanted to go ahead and induce. And so we were and like, it was like one oh of those God. things we, we, and this is like, and this is kind of the whirlwind of like, when this stuff happens, you just got to roll with it. Cause we get to the hospital. We hadn't filled out any of our paperwork. Oh my so we're in the middle of the waiting room. We're procrastinators. Like, <laughs> filling out the paperwork. Luckily Becca's sister and mom were with us, which was a huge blessing. That was a huge relief for me. Yeah. Just having the extra support system. But so we go up to our room, they immediately get her on the drip. Um, so she can start having those contractions and they you know so she can dilate yeah thankfully i was uh, i was dilated and just enough for them to to like pop my do my water or whatever yeah. it was so yeah thank god otherwise we'd been there waiting for that to yeah. happen. and it was like this whole time you know we're 
we're believing and we're thinking, okay, you know, this is June 6th, by the way. So mm-hmm. we're thinking, oh man, like this is going to happen. And then I'm real competitive. The day, so I was like, well, don't worry. I'll be done quick. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'll, no, I'll push this baby out. No, Jude was being a little stubborn sucker. And so he lasted through the night. We the get up day, the next yeah. day and stuff just wasn't going the way we had thought. Right. Yeah. And the dream that I had had with the Lord, I saw that Becca was going to have you know, him physically um and we get well, to a, naturally naturally yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and i got to a point in the day where um where, where we both are you know the doctor comes in and by the way like our doctor he was out of town on vacation right so we didn't even have our doctor we no. had the midwife which she is amazing awesome um but we really wanted our doctor and so she comes in and says hey I, we're not gonna be able to do this naturally yeah. We're going to have to do a C-section. Yeah, because he had still, like, he was still up higher on my stomach. Like, yeah. he hadn't dropped. And so they had this, um, a different doctor come in and look. And he was like, man, you know, you've dilated to eight. Yeah. But it's been 24 hours. And, yeah. like, we're, we have to, you know, we have to get him Becca out. Becca was a champ, point. too. I mean, you, you. Oh, my God. On that drip, whatever that stuff is. The second that the drip started, I went into contractions every two and a half minutes <sighs> for 24 hours. It was. She's a champ. Pure, not cool. And she, we got to a point where. I remember her mom and dad came and we're, you know, we're speaking life over her and just encouragement. And I just, I asked everyone to leave and let me and Becca just kind of be alone together. And we prayed and we just said, Lord, if it's your will for us to do a C-section, because we knew the complications that come with a C-section, we knew the recovery time, we knew that most likely we're going to have to have, you know, if we have other children, it's going to have to be through C-section. So there's a lot of things to consider. It's not Mm -hmm. just like, all right, do it. Yeah. And we just felt a peace. And literally, as soon as we told the doctor, okay, let's roll it, um, Becca oh was God. going back like they were in minutes. Suiting up. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I mean, it was like Jesus. a 15 minute transition, and I was in the operating room. They're not joking. She gets in there in the operating room. The doctor brings me to a separate room. I'm scrubbing in. And I remember like standing there in my scrubs. And I had fear and joy on me at the same time because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm literally getting ready to be a dad. (laughs) And I'm like crying and we, the doctor says, hey, come in. Becca's laying there and all of a sudden they cut her open and the doctor says, you want to look at your baby? And I look over, I see Jude and he let out his first scream. Oh my God. I literally wailed like a baby. (laughs) So, you know, for any of you who don't know, when you're having a C-section, you know, the mom is laying down and is like, her arms are strapped um, to the side. So I can't like wipe my eyes or anything. I have like the (laughs) anesthesiologist guy. I'm like, can you please wipe my eyes? So he's like constantly, you know, wiping them to get the tears out. Um, but it, that was probably the most unbelievable moment I've ever experienced was just to hear him. You hear some background noise. I have to check our food. So Becca's going to keep telling <laughs> this story. Different podcast, y'all. I'm sorry. Gotta check the food. Don't want it to burn. But, um, yeah, just, um, yeah, one of the most incredible moments. And Josh was so, um, you know, for all of you men out there who are having to experience this kind of situation, um, you know, I just remembered when they told us that we'd have to probably consider a C-section because they're like, there's a reason why he's not dropping. Um, 
I mean, I just remember sobbing of why I couldn't, you know, have him naturally or whatever, you know, they, you know, they say natural and stuff like that. And so when we had prayed and I had comfort, you know, little did we know he had been trying to come out, but he couldn't fit. And so something I had never known that this was even an issue. Um, some women have, you know, they could have a tilted pelvis or a smaller pelvis. And so sometimes babies literally cannot fit to get through. And that was our situation. And so I'm so grateful for medicine and doctors who can perform something like that um, because otherwise I don't think I'd have my baby. And so I'm so grateful that no matter what measure I had to take, I got to have our son and he was perfectly healthy and just unbelievable. Um, and so, yeah, so that, I mean, that's the story for us about, you know, God's promise and coming to yeah, pass. And I just want to spend these last few moments just encouraging the listeners because I, I know um, – when we talk about promises and the blessings of God, um, it could be a child. It could it could be a lot of things. It could be a healing you're yeah. contending for. Here's what I know about the promise. Um, the Bible says in, in uh, the New Testament that all the promises of God are found in Jesus and mm-hmm. they're yes and amen. Yeah. And that was a scripture that <clears throat> I really leaned on because it gave me faith to say, okay, that means all my promises yeah. are found in Jesus. Yeah. <clears throat> All my life, all my, you know, all the things I need in life are found in Christ. Um, and during that that year of struggling and, and that pain, the Lord just kept reminding me, like, He's faithful. Yeah. He is faithful to come through. And for the person who's listening, whoever this is, if you are still struggling having a baby, can I just encourage you? Jesus is right there with you. Mm-hmm. And I love, you know, the shortest scripture in in the in the Bible. Is it says Jesus wept. And so in the middle of pain, even though Jesus knows the outcome and knows the victory, he is also in the moment weeping with you. He yeah. is in the moment comforting you. Yeah. And sometimes, listen, um, the enemy is is blocking stuff. I, I, I told this to um, a, a couple in our church, and I did not take this lightly because I normally don't release a word like this, but it was so heavy on me. Um, that I just felt like I needed to release it. And it basically, uh, I'm not going to get into detail or name who, but um, the word was like the enemy was trying to steal life that the Lord was trying to give them through Mm. a door that was left open Mm. spiritually. And sometimes the enemy will continue to come in and rob things from your life and, and you have the best intention. You don't even know the door's open. But it's open and it's given access to the enemy to come in and rob your life. And the Bible clearly says the enemy's goal is to steal, kill, and destroy your life. And that includes your babies and that includes the unborn. That includes your healing, right? For Mm -hmm. those who are struggling with some kind of sickness. And so I would encourage you, get before the Lord and say, Lord, is there anything in my life, any door that is open that we need to close. It was like that for the Harry Potter. We had a door door open and we had no idea until it had come about and come to light. And then we had to slam that thing closed. We, yeah. And we had to take drastic measures. I mean, we got rid of, I would estimate probably at least a thousand dollars worth of memorabilia from, from Harry Potter. Yeah. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Seriously. It's embarrassing that we allowed something to become an idol. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, not even meaning not to. Not even meaning to. No, it was just something that we gave more, pre- like, pre- um, dominance to in our home. You know, I had created a whole bookshelf that was dedicated to that stuff. And it was a cult. It was evil. And that's not to shame anyone. Listen, if you're, if you're listening and you watch Harry Potter, you read the books, um, that's between you and God. That's right. right. I would never shame you and tell you any different. But for us, that's just something the Lord says, hey, you guys can't touch that yeah. because of, of the anointing the that, Jude, that Jude has. Yeah. Right. And we believe and he's called yeah. the great things. And um, sometimes you have to do that in life. If there's someone that is of value to you, there are things that sometimes you may have to give up so that their calling comes to pass. Yeah. Um, and especially, you know, with parents, I mean, that's that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And so. Well, yeah. As a husband and wife, husbands, listen, your your job, when you went to that altar, you died to you. Yeah. You now live for your wife, your family. And so don't be selfish. Like yeah. don't. And that's same for the wife. Like you died at the altar as well. Like we live now for our family to worship God um, and to raise our children, our son. And we believe we're going to have more children um, in the ways of God and yeah. to teach them to love Jesus and that he is a good father. And I think the thing that we both have been learning, even now, you know, almost coming on a year of having Jude, um, we have watched through Jude the goodness of God. Oh my gosh. And yes. just the Father's heart and his and just his presence. Like Jude has revealed so much to me as a dad, as a pastor, um, as a husband, um, of things in my life that I needed to get in check and straighten my life up in certain ways. You know, my the way I talked, the way I interacted. And and listen, being a dad is a incredible. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. And I'm glad we had a baby early in life. You know, when I when we first got married, we we're like, ah, five years because we want to travel, we want to yeah. experience stuff, and you know, as single, quote unquote, not having kids. Um, but we, I guess, our hearts shifted. Yeah, and, and it's been such an unbelievable journey, um, just having him and seeing life through his eyes, and yeah, constantly, the wonder and just sort of, in yeah, his eyes. I mean. So Jude just loves to like learn and look at things and he wants to know everything about everything. And like, we can tell that now, like before he even gets older. Just like his dad. And uh, yeah. And he's very much like Josh in that sense. And so it's so cool to just see life through his eyes. And, you know, we're always so reminded of just the goodness of the father and like what his love for us is because like, there is nothing I wouldn't do for Jude. Nothing. Yeah. And so if that's how I feel towards Jude, I can't imagine how the father feels towards us. And yeah. so it's just such a beautiful testament to who God is. And I'm so grateful that he has given us the opportunity to experience something like this. Yeah. Well, hey, we want to pray for you. And uh, we're going we're gonna to end it out. So um, wherever you're at, just, you know, posture yourself and uh, receive uh, God's God's blessing over you today because I believe that He wants to bless you wherever you're at. And so, Father, we pray right now for the listeners, God, who are in the midst of a battle. God, they're contending for that promise in their life, whether it's a child, whether it's healing from sickness, God, whatever that thing is that they're contending for. God, we know that all the promises are found in Christ and they're yes and amen. And so, Father, I pray over every listener right now that you would bless their homes, you would bless their marriages. God, you'd give them uh, just a fire in their calling. God, we pray protection over them. And we just ask Jesus that you um, would remind them that you are faithful, that you are good. And Lord, we thank you um, that there is sounds of praise being formed even now in the earth. God, you're raising up a generation to radically shift 
uh, the culture of this earth to bring about your kingdom. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today for Coffee and Convos. Um, Like I mentioned at the beginning, if you're not already subscribed, make sure you subscribe. Share this podcast with someone maybe who needs to hear a word of encouragement. And we, we thank you guys for joining us around the table tonight. And we will see you next Friday. See you. Woo-hoo.